back to Hannah's Homestead podcast. Today is kind of an investigative episode. It's the first of what will probably be a, four, be a four-part series. I am here with the Morrisons, and they are going to tell their story. And what I want you guys to take away from this is the likelihood of this happening to you as a listener is a 50-50 chance because you never know what your neighbors truly think of you or someone on your road that's a passerby that drives by often and has their opinion and anyone who has listened to a past episode of mine knows that I've had passers-by that have called animal control on me because I've had horses that I've taken in and taken under for vetting because the previous owner couldn't continue caring for them and this situation has escalated for the Morrisons far more than what I ever have experienced and I want everyone to realize that no one is exempt from the possibility of this happening to them. So I'm going to hand over this episode and tell them tell their story about who they are, where it started over a decade ago, and what they had intended for their livestock, their land, their farm, and everything, and really the nightmare that ensued going forward. Take it away. Okay, my name's William Morrison, and I'm sitting here with my wife, Sonia, and we're, we were kind of the epitome of uh, the American dream. We were married in 1979. Um, Sonia's family even has Debbie Crockett in her lineage, and I have Ben Harrison. Uh, I've got a great, great, great grandmother that was uh, full-blooded Cherokee. Uh, we've run a, we've got um, family that helped build the roads in Putnam County by breaking rock with a sledgehammer. Sonia and I started out with an eight by 35 trailer without running water. And we had a hand pump and an outhouse. And I had to unload the hay out of it to start our living quarters. So we know what it's like to start at the bottom. We bought this farm in 1985. And we have farmed and trucked and um, run different businesses. And there's been a constant drag against us politically um it's a story that will kind of make your eyes glaze over and most of you will think there's more to it that it's unbelievable but the fact of the matter is it is the real thing it has been uh, described as the Hoosier Bundy case without guns um We've been surveilled by drones. We've been on TV for the drone misuse. We've been involved with investigations on our behalf by the Attorney General's office, by the FBI, and there has been found questionable um, ethics and illegal actions by um, the participants against us. 
uh, on our farm. Uh, it has a wide variety of things that we do, everything from wild foraging to um, ginseng gardening, regular gardening, soil conservation, creative farming. And by creative, I mean uh, trying things that uh, aren't really customary in this day and age. We raise livestock and have berries and herbs and um, forestry work. Then we get into the livestock and we are a pretty large breeder uh, of emus. That is awesome. Uh, they're interesting. We've participated with uh, Purdue University has brought classes down and they've just recently uh, requested that we assist them in some of their studies of the Asia, a, avian flu um, work that they're doing to try to make some kind of uh, um, shots for the birds in general. Um, we have rabbits and hogs. We've got uh, about 10 breeders of hogs. It's feral finish, the old style way. I get brewer's grain to feed the livestock. And um, we've got chickens and geese and rabbits. And so, but it's all done the hard way and the old fashioned way. And I've been um, asked to visit other farms and, and uh, well, homesteads uh, more so, the because there's kind of some lost art on um, handling hogs, which I grew up with. So people don't know how to uh, castrate them, hold them, uh, contain them, uh, ring them. There's a lot of uh, old school things that we're passing on to um, homesteaders. We've got a small sawmill we're setting up and we do some field crops and we do our own firewood and um, I do excavation work on the farm. We build our own fence. We do all of our own repair. We just pretty much do it all. So um, we've feel pretty complete with the farm, but it is all old school. We do a lot of feeding with buckets mm -hmm. and shovels. And um, we actually just got a feeder in place um, today to kind of take some of the heat off us on our shoats uh, and feeder pigs. So, um, I don't really know what else everybody wants to know about the farm. <laughs> That's awesome. I think a lot of people feel like they need all the new machinery. They need all of the tools. They feel like they need to just know everything, up, you know, as they come into it. And that's not the case. That's why I interview a lot of people of how they got started and what they were doing. So as you're developing your farm and everything land, what was the first instance that you recall of it be a 
of really being trespassed and your privacy violated and really just kind of imposed on before it became political and before it became a legal case. Well, it actually um, became all of the above real quick. Um, in 2013, it actually started and um, they decided, uh, somebody decided that they would throw it into the court immediately so that we didn't have a hearing. So the judge made a decision without a hearing and keep in mind that we predated zoning, so we should have grandfathered on anything we had and everything we had could be used on a farm or would be used on the farm. So it was um, very selective, very political, um, very aggressive. And in fact, some of that paper was evaporated since uh, uh, this is all taken over. The judge, after making a decision without the hearing, then recused himself and signed some of the court documents, allowing the neighbor to participate two years later. This neighbor. So I have to ask do ahead. you feel that the, you mentioned zoning? I know that there is a golf course around the corner from you. Do you feel? that it was more due to wanting development and being kind of the location that you're at, it would interfere with any kind of development of 42 because it's a state road, right? And yes. so it kind of is one of those things that a lot of people utilize. And I've been around that curve. So driving around there, it's not as ideal when you have people turning at that T and it's not one of those roads that kind of, 40 is busy, I get it, but the more east that you're going and where you're located, I don't feel that it's as active, and I could be wrong, and it could have just been the time of year that I was driving back there, but how do you feel that that is, because the time that I went was around winter, I would assume in the spring through fall it's a little bit busier with the golfers, but correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it, it there is some significant activity down through there and it is more significant in the in the summertime um, but the the problem really come in that um, first of all the judge made the decision and as soon as the decision was made I could not get any help I, I couldn't talk to my commissioner and talk to my state representative um, because the term is it was in litigation. So I was a hot potato. No, nobody would touch it. Nobody would talk to me. Um, and come out in court that there were individuals in that group down the road um, that were financially supporting the neighbor to uh, harass and surveil us and participate in the court hearing. And the judge, the judge that was then appointed after the first one recused himself, allowed the intervener to participate and made him more qualified to inspect our farm 
even being um, uh, the word the, he he was um, obviously conflicted, and Correct. and yeah. so he was uh, a conflicted party, and being allowed to walk our farm, take pictures, and he even hired drone companies to surveil us. Multiple. It has come to three different drone companies. He would walk the street, the road out there, and take pictures with a, he had a telephoto lens, a rather large telephoto lens, so he could literally rape you across the field um, with the camera. Um, he approached other neighbors to get on their property to surveil us. I mean, it is insane. Um, some of the things that took place and he would, he would hang out the window to take pictures of us working. Um, we're pretty private people and he has literally made us be public. Right. Um, you kind of feel like you can't even pee behind a tree. It's a bit concerning. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we've got grandkids and friends and family yeah. that come out there. And, and so that's very disconcerting when you've got 35 acres and you build privacy fence and you've got 100 foot vegetation around the property yeah. that you can't take a pee on your property. So my concern, and I, I know I said I would limit how opinionated I would get in this because it isn't my case, but and for legal matters, I will go ahead and make that statement, but I... Have you felt that, you know, your family members and friends cannot come over? How did they feel? How did they initially address it and their concerns? Did they ever feel threatened or like they were going to be surveilled, followed off of your property? Well, uh, our sons have um, showed concern because they think that they have been followed. Um, mm -hmm. And, and they don't know, you know, it's never been um, proven or anything, but the lack of concern that the police have had for this kind of activity, I mean, it's, it's harassment, it's voyeurism. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a whole list of shit that it is. Right, <laughs> and, right. Uh, it's very concerning as a uh, American citizen to think that, um, you can be treated this way. Right. Uh, um, it, it, it was so bad. I mean, it's really taken a toll on us. Um, literally, uh, COVID didn't Has it mean affected your livestock? And has it affected anything financially in the terms of, you know, you raising use predominantly as, you know, that's like obviously one of the bigger things that is unique to you guys. But what impacts have you seen since this you know surveillance i know it's since dwindled but it doesn't change what's happened over the last decade what were those compounding effects on 
you know, realizing you are being watched 24 seven. It's like 1984 in your house or, you know, almost like the Truman show for you guys. Oh yeah. It's, it's, we probably don't even know the damage that it's done to us, but it obviously has affected us greatly. Um, to the point that it, I've been told by neighbors, I should make sure that I'm never without a uh, sidearm of some kind, a gun, because they, they felt that we were being threatened. That's the neighbors telling me that they, they're scared yeah. for us. And uh, Sonia would be concerned if I went in the west part of the field and and uh, people would throw golf balls. And, you know, that's uh, a little giveaway their golf balls to the windows of my tractor um, wow. so there's and, and people threw was throwing trash at this at the fence and yelling at us when they would go by and so it's it was a, a and and i know this is a terrible term but it's a true term there was a conspiracy to run us off mm-hmm. And I say it's a bad term because it is really hard to prove conspiracy, except that these people have been identified in court. So it it literally has proven that it took us five years to get a police report because they all hoped that it would just go away. And they were, I am sure, politically being motivated in some degree that way. so no matter where we turned, we couldn't get any help, couldn't get any legal help from the police. Um, I kind of got off your question now. Um, no, that's okay. No, go ahead, continue on. Um, so, you know, you, it takes took five years to get a police report. And then when I get the police report, I find out that the neighbor had been complaining to the police and getting police reports along the line. Um, wow. Uh, so I have complaints against me. Of course, we dealt with uh, uh, IDEMs several times. Um, uh, they call it open dumping, and then they that didn't fly. And so they claimed our that the runoff off of my farm that we don't use chemicals on was killing their fish. Um, we had herbicide used um, on part of our farm over to the west in front of the farm, way past the fence line. Then um, there's no agricultural fields there. It was just a, uh, mm-hmm. and it was an aggressive act. So it, there, been enough things happen to show the aggressive actions and and quite honestly before the video I was in fear of losing the farm because they had threatened to uh, uh, the neighbor had uh, asked the court to throw Sonia and I in jail for not doing what they wanted um, so and we did get a fine out of that. And we've paid $10,000 to the... Wow. Uh, so, and so with that fine, what did it outline exactly? Uh, that was that was a contempt of court because uh, the judge gave us the most vague 
and I've seen rules um, to follow that, and then would not clarify. So when he wouldn't clarify, you have to guess what the hell he's thinking. And, and um, well, for instance, uh, one of the um, statements that was made, and it was very specific items to be removed from the farm, trucks, tractors, <laughs> dozers, backhoes, propane tanks. And I don't remember the rest of it, but it was like, okay, it'd been just easier to say I can keep dirt, except at one point, the county told me I couldn't have a pile of dirt. I actually recall reading that in one of the depositions, <laughs> that dirt needed removed, and I found it completely absurd. And what I, what I found as I was reading was, you know, it's a very fine line that it's a very personal opinion when they say that it's, quote, open dumping. You know, it's behind the fence. It's behind a privacy fence that you have great forestation and vegetation around you. And who is to say what kind of trucks and tractors you can have? You know, I look at the LP tank that's empty that was had. Um, brought onto our farm, and I think, you know, it's sitting right by the mailbox. We also have telephone poles that were delivered by a utility company, and I would be a target to your previous neighbor as well. It, it, it wouldn't matter, and I think a lot of people don't realize these little things to someone else is what grinds their gears, and they don't want anyone to be happy, and they don't want to do anything. They, they, <laughs> now, I'll, I'll tell you when I'm, I've got buckets, but you know, we've got about 60 head of hogs. So mm -hmm. we've got, um, and then we've got the emus and quite honestly, a bucket is very use, universal tool. You can carry things with it, uh, tools to the backside of the farm. You can carry your lunch in it. You can, uh, you can set it down wherever it's at and it'll be there when you get back. Uh, you can sit on it, stand on it, and so they are scattered over quite a bit of the farm because yeah. um, it's right where I'm going to use it. <laughs> and <laughs> I literally was told by uh, the neighbor that I couldn't have buckets. You know that was that was trash <laughs> in the feet in the woods, and oh, I couldn't I have and I can't have I'm, I'm the one that it really gets me that people should really think long and hard for I have flown the flag upside down for all these years mm -hmm. now a lot of people took offense to it they don't understand the significance but I challenge anyone to say that they have been under any more duress which is what the upside down flag signifies. Yes, duress and distress. distress Ours uh, is yes. not out in the open. But we do have an upside down one in our garage that came with the farm, and we wave the black flag, American flag, outside because 
we are very much understanding of no quarters given and we understand that not everyone is going to value what we value but we're also not going to go over easy and you can just bury me in my concrete basement for all i care at this point so i totally support and understand where you're coming from so the significance that i'm pointing to is because this flag's flying upside down i mounted the pole to an old plow. I love that. Okay. And and the judge determined by the neighbor's direction that to remove that junk and circled the plow holding the American flag upside down. Very unfortunate since he lacks the understanding of the significance of it, but I digress. It, um, th we put a lot of twists into this court, uh, trying to uh, re be preserving of um, our status. I've been on zoning boards, um, so I'm not ignorant of what uh, and how it works. Mm -hmm. But if they're stacked deck against you, no matter what you do, they, the judge determined that I wasn't credible, and you talked to me for just a few minutes, really, but you can pretty well talk to somebody and find out if you think they're full of shit. Right. And no matter what I did, um, I could not get past this judge political attorney crap that was going on and I call it crap it's the nearest thing to a kangaroo court that I have ever imagined right so I definitely find and as we see this happen more often with people their farms specifically being targeted and their their properties I realize that it really is just a game to them and it's all business. It doesn't matter what the outcome is because it's not their problem. And that mentality is going over the good people that are working hard in the middle class who are literally going out, getting their hands the dirt and actually preserving the land because, and honestly, whoever listens to this, I don't care, but no one gets this about golf, okay? It doesn't matter. You know, you know what matters is damaging tractors and their windows that's not cheap so while all these prissy boys are out there with their pockets lined and going golfing and thinking oh well it's no big deal they're just so and so people need to realize where the food comes from and as shit hits the fan they're going to be the ones struggling and they're not going to know how to get anything done to haul buckets they're not going to know how to go out there and butcher a hog. They're not going to, you know, I understand exactly that mentality and that way of life. That's what we do. And I, you know, we don't do as much um, wild foraging and growth that you guys do. We don't have unique animals. I mean, I have a peacock, but Marvin's just who he is. And I think it's important to realize we all need to learn something from this situation because as we realize, as we see the country start to shift to say that people don't need cows because of their emissions and we don't need 
to continue eating red meat and people get sicker, it's really going to weigh on farmers. And it's going to cause a struggle and a power struggle, a shift. They're going to be more angry people the more that we're outspoken and finally rise up and talk about what we've been through and witnessed. And in your case, as it spans a decade, that is just so hard for people to comprehend. And the fact that you continue to persevere and see this through is going to, you know, come back tenfold. I fully and wholeheartedly believe that because more people are witnessing and they're going to hear this and they're going to see how insane and asinine it is that this ever happened to begin with because it's no one's business. I don't care what my neighbors do. And that's how it should be. Unless it's my life, my lifestyle, I don't It's not your business. Exactly. <laughs> So what was it like when you, you know, we kind of got off topic, but what was it like as you went into the actual first hearing? You know, you said, okay, actually, let's, let's, when you had your land surveyed or, and surveilled as he had to walk through and um, actually walk the property, what was that like? I know that there were police there and I know that you had friends. It's, what was that like? I feel like that is just one of those really imposing situations that you kind of feel like your hands are tied. What do you do? You know, how did that feel? What was that experience and what came of it? Well, first of all, a hundred years ago, that the situation would have been different. They, right. <laughs> you know, they, they'd have dry gulped the guy and and everybody would have went on with a happy life. But uh, I couldn't even get, because it's so magnificent of a story, um, I couldn't even get people to listen to it for several years they would wow. listen and their eyes would kind of glaze over. Then they just thought I was full of shit. I just, and that it couldn't happen and it couldn't happen that way. And it's a farm for God's sakes. And I predated zoning. So that meant I grandfathered and, and it's none of their business. And I can go on and on of the reasons why people's minds were twisted with it mm -hmm. until I mean, I would go to court hearings and I might as well have sat out on the street and talked to, to the guy with a can because I'm telling you, it was no court hearing that I grew up learning about. And mm -hmm. I would go, I went to the first of them by myself with my attorney. Uh, yes, yeah, Sonia's involved, but I was the one that always handled all the... Uh, um, outgoing anything for all the years. I mean, we've been in the trucking business and, and I've dealt internationally. Um, we go to Mexico on a regular basis and uh, doing things that big companies don't do uh, mm -hmm. in that time frame. So we're not dealing with the hick on the corner. I really thought I'd go in and tell my story and, and explain things, but that wasn't to be heard. And, and when we would lose a hearing, 
they tell us what to do, we go do it, or we'd explain why we couldn't do it or why we shouldn't have to. And it just, it exploded all over us and uh, got to the point where uh, Sonia went to a hearing and I, I'm sure it was overwhelming to her at that point because it was way beyond control. Every court hearing has been one-sided. We're not even there. Wow, it, it's awful. Uh, and the last, in the last hearing, there was thirty or forty people there, and, and I remember seeing that in like the Putnam County chatters. I was impressed because I had not heard anything about this, and it was actually, you know, I I read about this a month prior to um, you being connected to me, and I when I put two and two together, I was like, oh wow, like I've seen people actually finally talking about this, but I never realized the that this was going and how long it had been ongoing well and even with the drone channel eight uh, picked out uh the drone part because they couldn't really give it any coverage because it was back again to that in litigation stance and mm. so i've talked to well, I tried to talk to the commissioners. Well, they couldn't talk to me because, you know, they sued me illegally, but they sued us. And so then I couldn't talk to my state representative, my congressman. The, I did talk to the governor briefly who uh, cut that short. Um, I dealt with Farm Bureau at one point. I was um, a Farm Bureau member and they wouldn't even hold up to the trespass issue. You know, you see wow. the, and And so when we got the determination or the um, call from the court where they did the decision, we appealed it. Uh-huh. Well, because the judge determined that I was incredible, it didn't they can't rehear a case you don't even realize what your appellate court is mm-hmm. he followed the procedure enough and then when whatever we question i wasn't credible so therefore i lose so i have to ask when it comes down to credibility why would that even allow for a win or lose situation? Would it not just be dismissed? Or what is that kind of situation and how do you navigate that? Well, you can't navigate it when the judge won't talk about it. He would just put it in the decision. You had no idea till it's hitting you in the face. Yeah, that was not even discussed in the courtroom whatsoever. He gave, no, just, he gave no to it why he thought anything. Yeah, we just read it after the fact. Wow. So, I have to also ask, are these judges, are they um, voted in? That's something I find that should be mentioned because if it is, you know, I don't need names or anything, but something that people need to be aware of is who are they voting in or are they being selected based off of, you know, say the county prosecutor, things like that. Well, it's the first judge who recused himself was voted in but remember that he made a decision without a hearing and he is deeply involved in county real estate 
activity. And now, I think he's on the real estate board, okay? Okay. And he's making real estate decisions. Okay. Conflict of interest. And and then he's making decisions that are not emergency. Obviously, it's been going on for 10 years without a hearing. Then recusing himself and signing the paperwork allowing an intervener two years after he recused himself. So at what point does it get, you know, escalated to um, the state level? Because obviously he passed the bar. He was an attorney at one point. And then because at that point, it sounds a lot as if there's a lot of legal jump hoops, like hoops that are being jumped through that aren't being taken into consideration. They're not actually following guidelines. They're really just, you know, jumping in and out. They're writing their own law. Okay. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people need to realize. And, you know, as much as it's an inconvenience to them in their schedule, these hearings, especially public hearings, need to be gone to because if otherwise things get voted in and they become laws by laws and we get screwed, right? That so what else have you guys witnessed in that? Well, the I didn't finish with the other judge. The other judge oh, was, yeah. is a senior judge. He's been a judge in another county. He's a special judge, and he's part of a law firm who advertises for farm uh, representation. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's more twists in this, and you'll people won't believe it. I'm telling you, they'll they'll watch his podcast, and they will not believe the story that, that we're sharing. You'd be surprised. A lot of people believe far crazier things than that in my podcast to follow me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got started this one. <laughs> so, I don't know what a good point is to say that the commissioners didn't come out for eight years. Am I getting ahead of the gun here? <laughs> No, no, share okay. that. Yeah. Why so, do you feel that's the case? Were they in between? I don't know if the county commissioner, I believe that they are um, voted in. I could be yes, wrong. Yes, I they are. It. Okay. So, you know, is is that something that they just said, you know, it's a civil suit or were hands off? What, what was that situation? It was an attack. Um, the commissioner, the three dated this had been there for many years um he was politically connected to some different people involved in this action in the conspiracy and he never come on the farm except to turn his current and the commissioners didn't do um, in the farm for eight years Wow. They had their attorney come out who quite honestly doesn't know a rock from hammer. And if you're on the farm, a rock may be a hammer. Yeah. (laughs) So they have educated idiots in charge because that's the only thing they're qualified to do. Uh, 
is to tell somebody else how to do their business. And mm -hmm. so they have really no qualifications and they send them out on this um, witch hunt. And like you read, literally had to remove dirt from my farm. This is so wild. I could use dirt right now. I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go down through this and you see how the attorney chummed up with the commissioner mm -hmm. and they didn't follow the state law, which is grandfathering, um, they literally were just trying to bully us and I don't bully very well. Um, yeah. So, uh, in fact, it's earned me a, a title of a freedom fighter um, from a group uh, recently that we talked to that's trying to help out also. Uh, Good. So it's, it's drawn its attention, but nobody believed it and nobody would definitely believe it the last 10 years. And it's a long way from over with, I think. I think just this this little portion of it's over uh, because right. it's, it's so changed. you know i'm gonna jump the gun for a minute because i know that that specific neighbor has since moved on is that accurate yes okay so is that residence now occupied and do you feel that they have been made aware of the situation or are you trying to mediate and remedy the situation so it doesn't happen with them? How are you making them aware? Because obviously there are other neighbors that are aware and that have been concerned for your safety. Well, the new neighbor, um, they're, um, they've already been approached by that same group. Oh. Uh, to try to get them to participate and and he told me that he wasn't interested in participating in that um but um we did something in court there was um four people total uh, the, and this is way ahead of the scheme here but at the last hearing two people or three people i'm sorry um asked to be included as interveners and the judge turned them down because it was so far along in the case for us they, they they're on our side they've they were on the farm some of the inspection and they felt like their owners uh, landowners in putnam county they've seen what took place Right. And they felt like they needed to be able to sit on the stand and say something, and they, they were shot down. Wow. Two other people then, uh, 30 days later, submitted to the court that they would, wanted to intervene. And the judge, you know, this, when was it August that it was, we had the hearing? August the 11th. So, they went in like by September 11th and the judge hasn't ruled on that yet. Wow. 
why do you feel that they're dragging their feet in this? It shouldn't, as an outsider, I feel as if this shouldn't have been prolonged over a decade and still be ongoing. You know, at this point, do you feel it's really just to drain you of money and And time and energy? Yes. It has. It it has worn us terribly, too. I would like to say also that in the court that day, it lasted till, I don't know, 7 or 7.30 that night. Wow. And I think there was three people on our side and two people on their side that got to testify out of all the people that we had there, uh, 30-some people. And wow. Normally, and some of those people were, um, what's it called when they have to go to court? Subpoenaed. Some of those people were subpoenaed and some of them didn't have to be subpoenaed and were going to speak. And they just shut it down at 7.30. Now, normally, wouldn't you go on to continue a, it. a continuance? Right, right, yeah. Because yeah. Your, your people didn't get to speak. Oh, it was done that night. It, it, they literally forced the issue and didn't even let the zoning director give full testimony. The zoning director... Mm. this is so above and beyond okay and then she okay the three three commissioners now to me that this is just unheard of when three commissioners a zoning director a building inspector and a past building inspector have and i them two or three times have all found us in compliance, and this continues. Right. That sounds very personally attacked, and it it sounds very, you know, it's very hard to stay neutral in these situations and not give my opinion, but as an outsider, I would feel very personally attacked. If this happening to me, I would feel that this was politically or or financially motivated, I would feel as if it was someone that really just was out and had a vendetta because in a vengeance, you know, it it doesn't really make sense on paper when you lay it out like this, other than they're miserable and there's something underlying and until it's uncovered, you know, I'm not an investigative journalist. However, I do want everyone's stories to be heard especially in this capacity, but it really does get your gears going and thinking, hmm, what is the motivation behind all of this, especially when the other, when that first neighbor has already moved on, why is this so deeply rooted and what is really going through people's heads and what are they capable of? And, and they're still dragging their feet. We've been found in compliance and the county attorney hasn't even put it back to the judge yet. That re, what's, what's it called? Refiled. Refiled. The, the, the county commissioners are now, you know, they've, they've come out to the farm. They're unanimous in saying that we're in compliance, mm-hmm. even though the judge says we're not um, at this point. But the judge has taken the intervener out because he is now residing in Florida. He doesn't even own the property that linked him in any form to this court hearing. 
and because the other people uh, have been turned down by the court to intervene, it's now they're kind of desperate, that group that uh, keep in mind, this neighbor is a pawn. I, I kind of halfway feel sorry for his um, oh childish ways, but uh, they've pumped him up, this group. Mm -hmm. They've manipulated him. And, you know, you can't, you have to feel sorry for somebody that's not mentally um, what they should be for, or, or, or power hungry or something. I, yeah. You know, I'm not a psychologist by a long shot, but you have to understand that this is a big picture than a disgruntled neighbor. This is right. politics gone wild. Um, they've weaponized, and this is a term you hear now out of Washington, weaponizing the government against individuals. Right. And yep. this is what has taken place. Um, well, I'd like to say how, how would everybody else feel when your neighbor or, or a group of neighbors or a group of neighbors, the one neighbor, especially him and his wife, both have went up and down the road. We'd get calls. Oh, your neighbor's taking pictures again of your property wow. or we'd be out there. They're hanging out the window with big camera. H how would other people feel about right, that? It's violating. It, it, and you didn't even, at one point, you don't even know, should I wave sons of bitches or are they, who are they? They're driving yeah. by, trying to work. So do you wave and, or you feel like throwing rocks at them at that point, you mm -hmm. know, anybody goes by, you're just, I don't know. It's a hard thing to explain that feeling. Um, you, you just ask, feel isolated. You asked earlier, I think you were meaning um, when that video came out and they was going through our property, how that makes you feel. Yeah. Well, the same thing. How, how would how would you feel? How, how would anybody feel when somebody's coming onto your property, mm -hmm. they're taking pictures of every single thing and something so simple as my Dixie chopper that I mow with every week in the summertime, he's taken a picture of that. And then the zoning director is right behind him taking every picture that he took. And then she, the judge won't even accept it in the courtroom, but he accepted the 90 some pictures or a hundred pictures that, that the neighbor took. Right. Now, and I I want to make note of this. Wasn't it found that he was not actually, um, he didn't have an assigned FAA number and he was not compliant. However, he, the pictures were allowed, but he wasn't registered. Is that correct? Well, no, 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 no. The, the, the FAA stuff, he hired three different commercial pilots. <laughs> wow. Commercial pilots. Now, First of all, you're not supposed to fly a drone over somebody's property. Second of all, you're not supposed to take pictures of them at all. You're not supposed to fly over livestock. You're 
um, you're going over 100 foot trees and you're supposed to keep line sight with the drone. Now that's pretty tough to keep line sight with 100 foot vegetation. And you've got to maintain the right altitude. But the really big thing is, and this is, this is where we got some traction with the attorney general's office. If you take pictures and surveillance, testify in court and got paid, what would you say that makes you? A conspirator. <laughs> well, how about a private investigator? Well, and I, that's right. You had mentioned that he didn't have a private investigator's license. None of, neither he who was paying for it, the conspirators who were paying for it, or the three commercial pilots, none of them have a legitimate license. Investigator's license. So this has been a criminal action, although the prosecutor who you elect has not allowed any of this to be criminal. The trespass, the um, stalking, the harassment, the voyeurism. In fact, he was asked by our investigator and and I won't quote this, but literally, if it wasn't rape or murder in Putnam County, he didn't care. That's insane. I, it just really makes you question um, some people's integrity. You know, I told you when I was on the phone, we heard that prior to getting on there and recording that, you know, very lucky when we were ran off the road by the girl who's probably 15 that we sat by, you know, and the deputy that came, he he gave her a ticket for reckless driving, even though, you know, it wasn't on camera. She had left the scene and it's going to stick for a few years. It's going to increase her insurance. And it makes you wonder where those kinds of people are in these situations and why they're hands off. You know, that he was very quick and thorough on that for us. And why is it when it's legit violence and and an attack, harassment, threat, you know, things are caught on camera. It, why is it that they're not seeing this as criminal and they're letting it just slide under the rug? Well, it, and it gets deeper. I mean, you're just on the edge right now. Yep. We have testimony of a lady being shot at by that neighbor wow. in, her, in his driveway. She ran out of gas. Unreal. And, that is terrifying. It and makes then, you really question everything that you do and you make. You know, when I moved out here, I heard a quote that said, um, things are different before and that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this um, neighbor also stopped a lady in the middle of the road and, and confronted her and, and uh, flipped people off going down that road. And and uh, I had a friend and his wife on my tractor when I was disking or something and was coming across the field. And 
they got they got really excited because he was going down the road, peeking peeping in through the fence. Um, six foot privacy fans and then uh, in the gateway he was had his camera out taking pictures of they were furious they were visiting just because he was taking their picture without cause and they went got off the tractor and went running after him and cops got involved yeah and and i didn't have anything to do with it but they were so bothered they had come out there and picked blackberries before. They said that mm-hmm. they were um, felt like they were being watched all the time. Now, they, these are people visiting. So when yeah. it goes back to what you were talking about, I, how our kids really felt, I imagine they felt like, do they want their daughter going over to grandma and well, grandpa's house? They or? They have made that comment when we're on the farm. They don't feel the same about going to a cookout or wow. whatever we have anymore and they shouldn't feel that way and we shouldn't feel that way at a trying right. to have a family gathering and trying to protect ourselves nobody has any cojones anymore so they i to one gentleman i wanted him to witness that i had ginseng planted in the shade of my semi trailers mm-hmm. i was using a, the edge of the field trying to make it productive in a creative way. So I put, you can use any kind of equipment on anybody else's farm, but not on mine. And, oh, <laughs> no, you can. So, <laughs> I'll, fight. I'll fight it. <laughs> so I put semi-trailers in a line and I planted ginseng along the uh, shaded area after 2 p.m. I thought that could be a pretty good retirement, a couple acres. So and utilizing a really unworthy part of the farm for production. I couldn't even get the guy to come out to verify it was ginseng. He said, oh my God, I'm afraid to. And then I had oh another God. guy that that knew more information about the spraying in my pit corner of my farm. And he said, my God, look what they've done to you. I can't get involved. So here, here you have uh, people. Oh, and I, I had a farmer that I was um, sharecropping with. And he literally didn't want to come to my farm. And I don't farm his farm now. But uh, I know that uh, he and I had talked about he was concerned about this spewing over into his farm. That's so sad. So people, it's not just me that they were intimidating. They were intimidating many, many people around. And they were intimidating the people down the road from them too. Some of those same people, because there's been one or two of them stop and they'd tell William, that they were sorry, but they had to live next to those people. Those That was their exact word. They said they, they were going along with them because they had to live next to them. So, wow. and, and that wasn't that neighbor. That was part of this group. So that'll all come out. I mean, it's already yeah. part of the court records. And, and yeah. I don't know what rock they'll want to hide under then, but 
Um, if they've supported illegal activity, um, I don't think you can get by with that. You shouldn't be able to. And, and back to the court thing, uh, at different court hearings in the past, there may be one or two people there that we was mm -hmm. going to have testify. They come out of that room, that courtroom, just like the people that were in the courtroom sitting there on August the 11th of 2022. They could not believe how the judge wouldn't hardly let our attorney say anything extra, even though she was really getting it in there. They literally looked at the intervener's attorney as if to ask, what do you want me to do? Yeah, it was wow. like the judge was saying, okay, well, what would you like me to say? Well, how do you want me to react this time? That That's how they were acting. And it wasn't just William and I that was thinking that all this time. People no, come they, out of the courtroom stating that. But for so many hearings, I, it was just me and my attorney, or and and then towards some later on, why Sonia was involved. So we didn't really have very many people to witness that, but there were a few. There were some at earlier uh, hearings. One guy even made comment, he says, my God, he said, this is communist. He said, I thought this was America. So, right. I mean, it, you know, we're rambling on with this and, and it's over, it's going to be overwhelming to a lot of people. They, they don't think it's that close to home. Right. And they drive they drive by us every day, a lot of them. And, and see, they had they had a chance over a year ago when the new commissioner came into our district and he come out to the farm and he said, you guys are in compliance. You've been in compliance all this time because he was in the, he was on our farm years ago. Mm -hmm. He said, you was in, in compliance then, you're compliant now. And then when they all come out, we was in compliance. I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he has he has shortened this up because he paid attention and he got the other commissioners to come out. Right. And quite honestly, um, now they've they've come out and decided that we're in compliance. Now think about this: the judge decided to allow the neighbor to go inside my buildings to decide what I was allowed because he was more qualified than the commissioners who made the law or the building director, the zoning director who is hired by the county to enforce the law. And the county is spent, I was told, and you can find this out from the auditor's office, over a hundred thousand dollars to fight us. Wow. Oh. We will definitely get into all of the financial aspects of this in the next episode. You know, as we wrap up, I just want to give everyone a foreshadowing that we're going to go deeper into, you know, the walkthroughs of everything and the pictures 
and confrontations in the next episode. Um, episode three will be the court hearings, and then episode four will end up being the current state of things, because obviously this is developing, this is still current, uh, this isn't going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately, and these episodes will be taking place on Wednesdays, and place of my midweek minis, this one needs to get out sooner than my Sunday full episodes, so I appreciate you guys coming on and telling your story, and this is terrifying, however, it also needs, like you said, people need to realize this is very, very close to home. And for me, you know, it could be anyone could drive down my road. It could have been the same person if I was here at the same time and they could have made their complaints. They could have tried to make this a monopoly game. Right. And I think that's something a lot of people don't realize that these types of people exist and they're taking time bombs and you never know until it, it hits you. Yeah. And they know how to do it to enable or make you disabled. Uh, yeah. to, to protect yourself. Well, well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.